0: Susie. Hi, Sarah. Looking like a teenage dream over there. Oh, you say that to all the girls. Mm Mm-mm. Only the pretty (laughs) ones. And the smart ones.
1: Welcome to the show. It's episode 315. Sarah, hello.
0: Yes. 3:15 was the time that I was born. No, in the morning or afternoon? Afternoon. Which Mm. also was the time that our bell would ring at school. So every time on February 25th, when the bell would ring, I'd be like, it's my birthday! Oh, my God. That's real cute. Yeah. That seems like a lucky time. What time were you born? Do you know? Just after midnight, twelve eleven. 11. Oh, after midnight, uh. we'll let it all hang out. What song is that? I know it's a song. <laughs> we just don't know which one. Yeah.
1: Before we started recording, Sarah had asked me what I was doing today, going to do today after we're done recording, and I saved it for recording because it's you know i i wanted to make you guys super jealous
0: tell us um
1: we hanging on the edge of my seat here (laughs) we as a family are going to a minecraft convention (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it's called you're gonna need to document this for (laughs) sure I have to put this in my Insta story for all of you. So even if you can't be there, you can live vicariously through me and my joy. Yes.
0: Yes. Oh, I am so interested to see what the makeup of this crowd is.
1: How how many of the cons have you been to? Have you ever been to a con of
0: some kind? I have been to a, I don't think so. I mean, Mm. I've been to the Evolution of Psychotherapy conference. (laughs) Oh, my God. Which was like the Super Bowl for psychotherapists, and I loved it. Okay. But that is – I I feel like I have been to a Comic-Con. No, I just dated a guy who went to one. I probably lied Mm -hmm. to him and told him I went to one. (laughs) That would be a move that I did back in the day.
1: Yeah, I'm still – I would still do that. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. I totally go to (laughs) Comic-Cons,
1: Adam, when last year he was working on a job and he went to Drag Con.
0: Oh my God! Now there's a fun one. Yeah, that would be a fun one. To oh go to. ew! I went to Reality Con. <gasps> oh yeah. my God! That's, That's when I right. met Ah mm-hmm. uh, Caitlyn uh, Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner, who was Bruce. At I almost the time. said Kendall Jenner. Yeah, not Kendall.
1: What Caitlyn. was Reality Con like?
0: It was, um, in. It was in one room. It wasn't like a, but a big room, like a big conference kind of room. Yes, yeah. And there were, it it was one of those things where the VIP section that was sectioned off like wasn't so VIP, you know, they just put (laughs) up like a little, they just sectioned off one corner of the room. And like instead in that section, the tables were covered with tablecloths rather than nothing at all.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah, it was like that. And we were on a panel, like we went into another room and spoke with some, um, uh, Like news outlets or magazine outlets, things like that, and um, media outlets—I guess you'd call Uh, it—with like uh, uh, Caitlyn and um, Kris Jenner and things like that. But so some uh, were they like the headliners? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. And what were you the opener? (laughs) Probably no. We were at least we were on a panel together, but no, I was just like there in the in the background for i don't know i don't know why honestly did you get paid i don't maybe i don't think so maybe like 200 bucks nothing what i know this was at the time when i just got off the show yeah and i was like saying yes to everything and accepting every friend request on facebook like it was like that
1: who is it do you know that puts it together i have no idea And how many? But it wasn't well run.
0: It was like it was just insane.
1: Nothing could be worse than that thing that we went to in Hollywood.
0: Oh Mm -hmm. my God! (laughs) Please tell them about that right the second. What the hell was that thing called? Oh God! Don't. It was some like it was reality based. I think I don't know. It was some sort of quasi celebrity.
1: Mini convention and our friend Christy, that's a brainiac, met us there.
0: That's where we met her for the first time. Oh God, poor Christy. Oh my God, just deal with us and that, and we non-celeb status.
1: And you know we're supposed to be on the guest list of the celebrities invited, and celebrity
0: is very loosely used. I was just—you stole the words out of my (laughs) mouth. I was—we use that term very loosely. and we go up and sarah tell them about what happened when you were checking in we check in and they go you're not on the list <laughs> is that how it goes down yeah and- refresh my memory and well, the ba- yes basically she accused you of not being a celebrity right she said uh no this event is for like vip's vip There's- people yeah. who were like and i'm like yeah, that that we were. That's us. That I, I I'm sorry <laughs> to, to inform you, but we are the people you are looking for. <laughs> and we, you know, and the worst is when you're trying to argue that yes. you are a D-list celebrity. And yeah. I'm looking around. I'm like, Mr. Belding is 40 <laughs> feet away, and Kel from Keenan and Kel is here. So I don't know what you think the bar is. Well, that's what's
1: weird is, do you know how low you have to be to be turned away at this? Where she's like, I'm sorry, you're not famous enough. Meanwhile, the people that are supposedly famous, you've
0: never even heard of. Right. I mean, she really was, there were a few lines that she said that were, I mean, I can't even remember what they are. But to to paraphrase, like, you're not famous enough. Right. Or like, we only, we're we're like, I know, you're (laughs) right. But somehow, magically, I'm supposed to be here
1: right you invited us i don't know
0: what to yeah. tell you yeah
1: it was super awkward oh that's the worst and then you go around to all these different booths and they're hawking their products i mean they're really giving them away these i don't know strength. it's almost like shark
0: tank rejects it's totally what it is and going- they're supposed to you know they do these like gifting suites where they'll have yeah they'll they'll have regular people who win some sort of contest where for, for Some reason the prize is meet and greets with these D-list celebrities, and then they invite or like uh, products and like companies and retailers or whoever it is, not retailers, but like people who have a new product and they want people to take pictures with them to promote them. Yeah. So. Those people probably pay to have a booth or a tent, and they give away free stuff. And they go, can we get a picture of you with these candles that look like ice cream cones? (laughs) And you're like, sure. And then the worst, the worst is that they have two tiers of like gifts that they give out to people. Remember this with the bracelet, Sus? Yeah. Ah, oh, so it's like they they'll take a picture of with you with like the nice item and then they're like, "Here you go. Here's like one of ours." And it like the nice bracelets were these big leather cuffs that were like real cool and had like nice buckles and all this <laughs> cool stuff. And then like we were like, "Oh, yeah, that's great. I love this one." And they were like, "Here you go." And hand us this it it, it it's like a leather scrap. It's a like the D-ring thing your kid it.
1: makes in kindergarten for yeah. Mother's
0: Day. Like summer camp. It was like, here you go. I, we made this. Summer and you're camp. like, what? And that was the... I'm like, what the... What? No. that This is... <laughs> it's like, embarrassing. It is embarrassing. And it's like the, the quality of it looks like it had just been in the clearance section at Target, the very bottom. And everybody's like, it's lost its tag and it's gotten a little bit of dust <laughs> bunnies on it. And they're like, here you
1: go. <laughs> It's totally humiliating, but we did make the best of it. We had a fun time, but my God, it's embarrassing. Um, What's not embarrassing is how cute we look in our Fabletics gear. Oh, so cute. I I love love it. It's my go-to
0: airport style.
1: Yeah, right? Because it's comfy, but you don't look like a bomb. (gasps) And guess who's a proud owner
0: of those pants (gasps) now? You finally pulled the trigger. I did. I got them. I got them. What I do you them. think? hmm And I'm so happy, and I can bend over, and you can totally <laughs> wear them as pants, and they're not see-through, and they got the little zippers on the side. I freaking love it. Bottoms. Yes. We need to... Well, I'm going to post a picture of you in those pants, because... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're really
1: cute. They're great. I wore them rock climbing, but you can also just wear them out wherever you're going. You can dress them up, dress them down. They have tons of different leggings. And here's something that I've learned because now I've been wearing them a long time and I've been wearing them a lot. This is super high quality stuff that does not, you know how sometimes you wear something yes. a few times and then it's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Fabletics stuff is super high quality, even though it's affordable. And to me, that's crucial.
0: Yeah. It doesn't pill, you know, when like sometimes between, well, you don't know about this because your legs don't rub together, but mine do. And you get sometimes the fabrical pill, but this does not.
1: Yes. That's a big deal. Yeah. Huge. Fabletics is your one-stop shop for affordable athletic wear and- Whether you go to the gym or you're just running around and want to be comfortable and look cute, Fabletics is the way to go. And they're giving our listeners such a good deal. I tell everybody I know this, even off the air, which is that you get... Um, two pairs of leggings for only $24. It's a $99 value. When you sign up for a VIP program, just go to fabletics.com slash brain candy. Take advantage of that deal. That's fabletics.com slash brain candy to get two leggings for only 24 bucks. Also free shipping on orders over $49. And to me, that's such a great deal. Fabletics.com slash brain candy. They have all different stuff. I love their joggers. I love, I got a hat. Oh yeah. Um, Joggers. Great really cute stuff. You will love it. And they're high quality and affordable. So that's awesome. Cool. Um, I wanted to ask you, since we were on the subject of embarrassing things about being us, yeah. do you have a thing from being well-known from the show that was the most embarrassing moment or anything like that?
0: Oh, have yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I'll As tell you one. Fact, As a matter of fact, I do. So okay. as you know, Suze, you've probably experienced this, where people come to you and they'd be like, do I know you from somewhere? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And they'll play like the, did we go to school together? Yeah. Did you, did we work together? And the answer is always, oh, no, I was on, you know, the real world. And, you know. Yeah. And then they go, oh, my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. That's right. Blah, 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 blah. Well, once I was in the grocery store in uh, where was, where was I? I I think I was in where I'm living now. Like, and, uh, a girl runs into me and she's like, oh my gosh, Sarah, I know you. Like, like she knew me. She's like, do I know you from somewhere? Like, she didn't know my name. I think she was like, oh my God, I know you from somewhere. And I was like, did the whole spiel of like, oh yeah, I was in the real world. And she goes, no, no that's you went it. to what? You went to Redwood, and I'm like, <gasps> yes, I did. She knew me from middle school, and now I'm the dickhead who's oh like, hey, you knew me from television, <laughs> and she actually knew me from middle school because that's always the answer that is—that's usually what people think, and it's not right. Oh my and she god! She was right, and I was like, oh god, that, yes, you're right. And then I had to do this whole like, like, well, usually people say that, but then like the and the so. And but you
1: can't win though because if you say, "Oh, I don't know," and they do know you from TV, when they figure it out, they think you're being an asshole by not just telling them.
0: Right, it's a lose-lose. So, lose. Yeah,
1: you feel it's it, we're such losers. Like, I yeah. can't emphasize this enough. Being on these shows is so so embarrassing. I've right. never felt like, "Wow, I'm really p- proud of I'm Listen, not.
0: I am so proud of what we do on the podcast. I'm so proud yes. of what the what doors being on the show has opened for me where yes. I can go and speak out about the things that I want to talk about mm-hmm. and I can, you know, whatever. You there are it. numerous blessings. So sure. many blessings mm-hmm. but. That, I, <laughs> that I got to be the Grand Marshal of the Long Beach Pride Parade. Yes. So great. <laughs> but... <laughs> just being a cast member on reality television yeah. is embarrassing as fuck.
1: Yeah, it is. Just as you m- maneuver in the world yes. and you know that people might know and they probably don't respect it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it kind of adds another thing that you have to overcome in a weird
0: way. I was at the I was sitting at the bar in Hawaii waiting for my to go food and <laughs> you know and I was trying to I'm trying to do this new thing where I don't take out my phone and I just yeah. Be in yeah. the world imagine yeah. that so i'm like sitting there waiting for it to go food and i wasn't even drinking wine or anything like that so i didn't have that to occupy myself so i'm just sitting like looking at tv at the tv and there's this older gentleman next to me and there's uh, some reality show on and he goes can you believe these reality oh show clowns oh my god no
1: and i was no, like no
0: i can't <laughs> end of conversation do you think he knew or no no absolutely not Definitely, oh definitely not. He said clowns. Mm-hmm. Man. And I was like, oh, you sir, you don't even know the half of it. How old was he? Oh, 60 plus. Did you reveal the truth? No. Because <laughs> then it's a whole thing. And then he's yeah. going to go, oh, oh, what show? Oh, you you know. And the thing that he was talking about was like a show on, it was like a discovery Channel reality show like gold like the gold digger stuff like the gold rush stuff it wasn't yeah even, yeah yeah you know like the they're not even true clowns like, like, clowns like us right like yeah. they're not and so exactly and I'm like oh god if he really knows you know and he's not <laughs> he's gonna I'm gonna say oh I was on the real world he goes go oh what was that I don't know that show go, yes and I'm like oh, the oh, worst. I, you know or I oh I didn't watch that yeah I know I'm not. You know, everybody always has to apologize for not watching (laughs) our show to me. And then I feel like, look, this is what I say to my friends, because my friends will say, oh, my God, I didn't watch your show. I didn't. And I'm like, look, if I worked at a bank. Yeah. If I worked at Bank of America and you banked with Wells Fargo, would you feel the need to apologize to me for where you banked? No. Right, right. right. That's how I feel with this. I don't care who you watch. This is my job. You are my friend in real life. You don't need to apologize for not you know,
1: I can't even like when uh, friends like Matt Neroni or my friend Val tell me that they listen to the podcast or refer to something we talk about on the show. I'm always like, wow, that's so nice that they yeah. listen to
0: our show. Same. Shout out to all of my friends who are listening right now. Yeah. I it's love really you guys. nice. And,
1: oh, I love them all. But the <sighs> reality thing can be a real weird
0: Thing. What's, That's why what's your into, embarrassing moment?
1: Oh, my You've God. You've got to have one. The worst one, and I have oh, a yes. lot of them.
0: Tell me all of them.
1: <laughs> the other thing is you're in the real world where people at least usually know what that show is. Road Rules is not oh, as well known. So right. I have to caveat, I was on Road Rules, which is the sister show of <laughs> <laughs> real world. <laughs> Those things are so annoying
0: to have to do. Right.
1: Um, the most embarrassing was when... Not too long after I did my first show, I was asked to come to a university and speak. It was in Boston. I think it was Boston University. And um, Chadwick from my season and I were paid to do an appearance. We had to prepare what we were going to talk about. It was back before it was just like, how was that show? You actually had to have something to talk about. Like a platform. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had to prepare and it was a big thing. And we were in the green room and they... The the handler came back and was like, okay, the audience is waiting. They are very keen. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's great. We go out and there were two people in this giant auditorium. (laughs) Sue's, Yep. Oh, two is not good. Two. Because if nobody came, you'd think, well, maybe they didn't announce it
0: or there's confusion.
1: Nope. That's just the crowd I draw, Sarah. Oh god. Susan, and then I'm we sorry. had to still do it.
0: Yeah, that's the hard part. Two people
1: and they yeah. probably felt obligated to be engaged and it was just a whole yeah.
0: scene. That is brutal. Yeah, I've had the, the audience of 5 at a speak about like a sexual abuse um, It you know, was discussion. it in like a big auditorium? No, thank god. They moved they, yeah. it was just in a small room. Mm. And we turned it into like a little panel discussion, you know. You just got to change the format because you can't. You got to do like roundtable, you more like.
1: You have to. You have
0: to, or else it. <laughs> it's Nobody wants for to be yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, but I get it. Things. Nobody wants to come out for sexual to talk about sexual abuse. But right, it's not a for sexy, just yeah. hey, meet the people from the show. That that should have pulled a
1: crowd. Well, that's why once they switched it to be bar appearances, I think things improved. I wasn't going
0: to do them, but I think that made I blame bad advertising because they should have, you should have had a full room. Sometimes that's the case, but
1: sometimes it is just that maybe you don't match the demo of the school or whatever. It's just a bad fit all across the board.
0: Unfortunately, I don't match the demo of a bar. So I never got any of those. I, no joke, had Two appearances at bars.
1: I think, yeah, I think I did. More. In my
0: entire real world. And one of them, I didn't even get paid. Like, I got paid half. Like, I didn't even get paid the full thing. And it was on my birthday, and it was local, and it was so dumb, and nobody <laughs> showed up, and the band canceled. Oh, God, it was so bad. And then I... I did one other one, and that was awful. I hated every second of it.
1: Well, what makes you hate it, though? Just that. You don't like bars?
0: I don't like that whole, yeah, scene. And usually yeah. it's it's like they're looking for me to get people. I mean, I get it. It's like it's a money-making thing. And how do they make money with selling drinks? And how yeah. do they get people to buy drinks when I say something crazy like, oh, are you going to buy a shop? I'm not doing that. I'm not <laughs> promoting the mass consumption of alcohol. Hmm. So, yeah. I it's can't just imagine not that part the, of my brand. So then they stopped inviting me. There's no They're way. There's like, that Would you the like crowd... to lecture? Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's more your speed. Yeah, I can't imagine that the crowd leaves feeling like they had a good experience either, though. Unless they get to bang one of the guys
0: or something. Yeah, I think they do, though. I think they. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, bang the guys, but also leave with a good experience. Like I think, and I, I think it's the. I feel like it's the males that really drive those appearances.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. So They're the guys not, bring the girls us.
0: and the girls bring the male, like the guys come for the girls and the girls come for the guys, but. Yeah. Yeah. You know. we,
1: we're disposable. Yeah, totally. If you want to reminisce though about your reality stuff, don't you love using your legacy box digitized videos? Oh, and absolutely.
0: <laughs> we have all of our childhood photos on there now. See, it's all so great. All of me and from our wedding.
1: I love that. If you have memories that you want to preserve and not just keep in your closet, Legacy Box is so great. And it's a great gift too. If Mother's Day, Father's Day coming up, these are perfect gifts for your parents because your parents already have everything. They don't want your garbage ties and (laughs) mugs. And, um, if a lot of you guys grew up with VHS or the video reels or film reels, you can get them digitized through Legacy Box. It's such a great way to preserve your memories. Um, and they, you send your stuff to them. They digitize it and send it back. They take good care. All the work is done by hand right here in the U.S. And there's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for limited time, they're offering our listeners an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com brain to get 40% off your first order. Go to LegacyBox.com brain and save 40% today and get started preserving your past.
0: I've been real nostalgic lately. Like thinking about,
1: oh, I think I'm having nice. a midlife
0: crisis. Oh, no. That's not so nice. <laughs> I well, really this, do. This, this is really not a good time for me to ask a follow-up question from last week's episode or the last episode. What? Uh, you asked me how I thought I was going to die, and I wanted to know. I've been thinking this whole time about how you think you would die. And I'm like, oh, bad segue. I've always thought I was going to die tragically. No, I knew you were going to say that. I think that, the Susie, the nurses that's not think part of our that, plan. Though. No. <laughs> Sarah and I
1: have a plan to recreate the Golden Girls. Yeah, and if I did die tragically, that would
0: really throw a wrench into that. Right, and I don't even mind playing three out of those five characters. (laughs) I know. Or four? How? One, two, three. I have always felt
1: that I was going to die tragically, but I think it's like a narcissistic thing.
0: Mm. I don't know. Like,
1: just—is there a specific tragedy? Like, how a a car wreck?
0: Oh no, Sue's. No, I don't believe it. It's not, or maybe it's not murder. Cards.
1: Maybe someone will murder me. No! <laughs> not in the cards. Not in the cards. I'm. As The older I get, though, the more I'm like, wait, I'm almost nearing the age where it won't be tragic anymore.
0: Oh, and my God. Stop. People will
1: just be like, well, she had a good run. Because <laughs> there is an age at which... Because I was thinking about your grandma and how she died at 99. Yeah. Just before her 100th birthday. And how... There is a sense of, wow, that's really special, and she did have a really g- good long life. Mm-hmm. It's not tragic. At what mm-hmm. age is it
0: tragic until? What do you oh, think? Oh, this is a good question. Yeah. I
1: feel like... I think 70.
0: Oh, yeah, I was going to say like 65. <gasps> Even that, you know, 70. 70 yeah. is probably it.
1: Because it I be think about my so aunt, mad,
0: but... and no, my aunt's 70... Plus, like she's probably 75 now, and I think it would be tragic if she does. You know what I think it is? It's not so much the age, Mm -hmm. but it's the means. Yeah, the means and also what that person, what life that person had that was cut short. Like, my aunt is so active, is Mm -hmm. so social. She's got such a rich life. She is a docent at the um, Museum of Modern Art in Los Angeles. She goes on trips. She just got back from Mexico where she was, like, you know, going and eating at these great restaurants and, like, going to little, like, you know, like craft fairs and stuff like that. And just having the time of her life. She's got, she just came back from Japan. Like this woman is living it up. So mm-hmm. if she were to pass away, God forbid, uh, it would be really sad because she's like got so much l- like vitality and life still left in her. But if she were somebody who had, you know, a lot of disease, like disease or un- she was uncomfortable or she was sick or she was, you know like not as active then it wouldn't seem as tragic yeah i get what you're
1: saying yeah there's a lot that can be considered when
0: and not like we have to put a a a value on one life over like that's not what i'm saying like i feel like you could do anything and make the most of it it's not like oh you have to travel the world for it to be like a worthwhile life but if you are just somebody like say you run a daycare and you're in your 70s or whatever and you like are or you love to volunteer with whoever Hmm. and and you're just like living life and and loving it then maybe that's That's a good life
1: no i think you're on to something that's really smart because i think of people in my life that are older but are super um just beloved and care for others and do good work and you would think oh my god i don't want them to ever die that's actually what on the last episode when i was talking about paul mccartney i had a moment where i was listening to a beatles song and i thought if Paul dies, I don't think I'll be okay.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: You know, like I really like that he's still in the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, it made me think about that idea. He's not, I mean, he's old, but not yeah. terribly old. And so I'd really miss him even though I don't know him.
0: <laughs> you know, that's interesting that you say that because I was driving in the car yesterday thinking about Prince. I was listening to mm. some Prince music, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man, I love Prince." Yeah. And I was then I was thinking about Queen. Yes. And I was thinking about how much I love Queen now. And remember mm-hmm. when I was like, "Man, I don't even know if it's that great." And now I'm like obsessed. Yeah. Uh, ever since I saw the movie, and I was thinking like, I really, as as morbid almost as as this is to say, but I wish that I had love like, I wish I had the love and respect and admiration for these artists when they passed so that I, c- like, could have... Honored that- them. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. because now I feel like I, oh, like, I really wish I got to, I I would have just felt differently about or Like, I really wish I would have gotten to, like, honor them, even, like, in my mind or in my own heart when they passed. I just didn't really appreciate them for, like, the geniuses that they were at the time when they passed away, whether it was because I you know, didn't explore that artist that much or was too young or whatever. But, you know, I was just thinking about that.
1: Yeah. I, I have this sense of, I'm really thankful for artists because they Mm -hmm. do improve our lives so dramatically. And sometimes when it's a pop artist or, you know, some sort of artist that isn't considered, you know, fancy, Mm -hmm. then they might not get all the respect they deserve and then when they're gone you're like oh man yeah they made my life better
0: yeah my mom says she was one of those she, like when john lennon died
1: yes. she like locked
0: herself in a room for a week and just cried
1: i see that's what but I'm she saying. was really
0: and my mom like was the one of the the like little girls at the concert who was like passing out and crying for real she saw her live yeah wait did she actually go to a show Yeah, I think so. She's definitely told me that. She said that she was like one of those girls who was like freaking out and passing out. And that's why she was bawling her eyes out. I think my aunt said that too, that when John Lennon passed away, it was like really devastating.
1: Yeah. But I get that because it is so much more than just they wrote songs that you like. Those songs Mm -hmm. are the soundtrack of your life. Yes. And so they... Paint that landscape of your identity
0: and who you are as well. You know the only person who's really done it for me that's been a, like a celebrity but not a musician who I mourned the death of? Who? Can you guess?
1: I'm trying to think.
0: Um, not a celebrity. Like on, on like famous Mr. person. Mr. Rogers. Yes! No! Susie! <gasps> Dude, this is why we're best friends. (laughs) That is it. I knew you were going to guess it too. Oh my God. I could cry right now at the thought. (laughs) Oh,
1: I'm getting clumped. He is worth mourning because he is a light. Mm -hmm. Oh my
0: God. And I like continue to mourn his death. When I watched the, uh, you know, the documentary now three times, I, every time I, like, I feel like that I could cry right now, but that is totally it. That is the one.
1: Oh, that's such a good one. And so yep. worthy of
0: being honored and yep. remembered. Yes. And I always, I've referred to him a lot recently because um, uh, talking about rituals and the importance of having like this transition time, you know, a lot yeah. of people just have so much stress in their job or, you know, and in, in wherever, and it's hard to, you know, say you work as a nurse and you've got crazy hours, it's a really high stress job and you come home And you're still in like that nurse mode and you're still in, you know, like taking care of people mode. And then you come home and you have to be either a husband or a wife or whoever. And it's hard to like... Take that hat off and put the hat on of of like a different role. So having a, a like a ritual, like a transition in between, whether it's when you get into your driveway, you listen to a song, or you like I when I get home, I'll take my ring off and then I'll put it back on to symbolize like now you're in wife mode, not therapist mode. Mm-hmm. And I always use Mister Rogers as as an example of like yes. you know how he came home and he would take off his jacket or put on his sweater and da 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 da, and mm-hmm. why that's important. And everybody yeah. goes, oh yeah, he like they get it when I talk about Mister Rogers.
1: Yeah, he makes it everything seem so just yeah. come naturally. But I have to be very
0: intentional about that. Yes. Oh, and it's especially difficult for you, because you work from home. Yeah, that is yeah. a really good point. It's very hard when you live and work in the same environment, yeah. or if you if you work with your significant other.
1: Wait. Oh my like what? We talk about that all the time because we spend, I would say, gosh, 90% of our time in the same room even, Yeah, uh, Adam and I. And so sometimes we'll go though hours and hours without even speaking (laughs) because we're working, you know? And I'm like, don't you think it's weird that we're always together, but like not really at all?
0: Right. It's Mm. a strange thing. And you got, yeah, you got to create some sort of like ritual or some sort of, you know,
1: yeah, whatever we still have is. to have the thing in the evening where you go over your day. Like, here's what happened, and can you believe yes. this? And whatever. Yeah,
0: and, and you that's know, I so think funny. what what's good with that you guys do is there's so much music in the house. Yeah, that that's kind of a nice way to know what's like family time where like there's music, and and then when work time, it maybe is a different kind, or you know.
1: I'm fascinated whatever. by families that really aren't into music or don't have it on very much. Cause what to do you me think that is? Gosh, I met somebody one time who said, I'm really not into music. I've met that person too. (laughs) What the fuck? It's like, what? Excuse me? Yep. Yep. I don't know. I can understand, like, I like this kind and you like this kind, but not liking music? What?
0: Maybe it has... Do you think it has something to do with exposure? It must. You know, like, I think about somebody who can dance. Yeah. Usually grew up in a family where they danced a lot and they, like... Yeah, that's a good point. Felt the music, and they're usually better. And like I think about even just learning how to play an instrument, and I'm like a beginner, Mm, but I still I have better rhythm now.
1: Yeah, right. Way better. Yeah, I can sing
0: better. I have better rhythm. I can find the beat of a song better than I could, Mm -hmm. and it's because I feel like I'm training a part of my brain that's designed to listen to sound, like listening to music. Yeah, right. More exposure, so now you're. You're embracing yeah, it and more. then we see those animals who can dance, and they mm. they are <laughs> like that when they're exposed to music from the like early in their life.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Again, just a theory.
1: <laughs> just a theory. Um, what is not a theory is the fact that a lot of people don't get enough of the right vitamins that they need for their bodies. Oh, and- fact. Yes. Yes. And Ritual is there to help. They obsessively researched vitamins specifically for women. So they packed them full of all the stuff we're not good at getting in our diets. And um, I love them because they smell and taste like mint instead of like garbage, like most vitamins. And they, I'm able to take them at the end of the day, every day as a routine. And they never make me feel sick. And they give me that omega-3 and... Vitamin D, all that stuff that we all need, and they are time released, so you don't you can eat them or uh, take yeah. them on an empty stomach. Better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now Ritual is offering our listeners ten percent off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps of your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash brain candy to start your ritual today. That's ten percent off during your first three months at ritual.com slash braincandy. Speaking yes. of um dance I saw this beautiful article in the New York Times they have a new I guess you'd call not a category what's that word Whatever. There's a new thing in the New York Times called Past Tense. And they've hired a team of people to go through the archives and find cool or special or beautiful things to reprint and repackage. And they put out an article about all the images they found in their archives of dance. And the Past Tense team was saying that some of the most compelling images in their archives are of dancing. And um, they were saying that it's because... The way that we move our bodies um, changes subtly over time with cultural trends and musical trends. And so you can really capture a historical moment through images of people dancing. You think about sock hops (laughs) or disco, Yes, you might think, well, it's just all dancing, but it looks very different depending on the moment in time. And then they had Misty Copeland who's the gorgeous Oh my
0: god is she not amazing?
1: She's amazing. She's She a... looks
0: like a work of art herself. Like Yeah.
1: That she's body, a...
0: tremendous. Oh, what she can do with it. Yeah, Man, she's is one amazing. of the most
1: famous ballet dancers in the world and she's a woman of color and works to try to get more representation in the dance community because it is quite Uh, a a monolith unfortunately of white Mm -hmm. folks and she was pointing out in one of the images it was an image of a bunch of young uh black children that were in tutus and tights and they were wearing not official what do you call those ballet slippers Uh um they were wearing uh, tennis shoes and she was saying you know that's very common in the uh, african-american community where they might not have uh, all of the access to the things yeah. that the traditional troops have. But mm-hmm. the thing that she pointed out was that the tights are pink and it's a subtle way oh. for the community to say, you don't belong because your skin doesn't match those tights yep. without yep. actually saying it. Ooh. I was really struck by that. Yes. It's oh something you don't think about
0: when you have pink skin. That is subtle, but not so subtle i was watching an episode of blackish where the daughter in um uh diane she's the youngest daughter and she's talking about how she's the darkest one in her family and Mm. she there's a scene where she's sitting next to a little white girl in the nurse's office and the white girl gets a band-aid on her knee and then Mm. diane gets a band-aid on her knee and she looks down and sees, like, it totally doesn't match. Yeah. And you just know the thought that's going through this little girl's head. Yeah. It's like, that's subtle, but not... I mean, like, what the heck?
1: Well, and what's the name of the crayon that... I think it was nude all those uh, years.
0: Uh, Flesh.
1: Yeah, flesh crayon yeah. that's yeah. pink and yeah. peach. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's exactly the same thing. Yep. By saying, well, this is the the prototype, and if you don't match it, well...
0: Are Ugh. you a real person? Yep. We got to definitely be aware of those kind of things. and Yeah. You know. That's why I love yeah. Misty. You know what's so like, funny? I had a dream last night that you and I were talking about the importance of... Oh, my God. This is so weird. I'm, it's all coming back <laughs> to me now. I had a dream that you and I were sitting on like, a fountain in like a square in Italy, and we were having a discussion about how if you see somebody being... Uh, like e- either covertly or overtly racist, or you see a microaggression that you absolutely have to call it out, and it is our, our our duty as white women to be the ones to talk about this and bring awareness to this and Then Michelle Obama was overhearing us and stepped in and said i 'm really happy you girls are doing that," Ooh. and that was the end of the dream. <laughs> oh my God. I totally dreamt that last night. <laughs> Your dreams are so awesome. Yeah. Michelle Obama was like giving us the thumbs up for making sure that we as white women call out racism and fight against it when we see it. Yeah. So. I feel like I'm on the lookout. I'm. Yeah. Me too. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to say if, if I see something, I say something. I always look
1: to see who the cops have pulled over. And if it's
0: a person of color, I will
1: um, pull over.
0: Oh, really? Good, yeah. Suze. Yeah, because I want to know what's going on. Oh, that's actually smart. Yeah, we got to get together and, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Right? Because I don't trust those fools, the yeah. uh, cops sometimes. No offense to cops. I just yeah. am cynical because of what's happened mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. much. But Yeah, a lot of scary. people are cynical. It makes sense, yeah. But I also don't want to be one of those, like, white savior types. So it's a, well, kind of yeah. a balance
0: for me. Right, I mean, you have to like, like I've empower got this. The other person to be an advocate for themselves, but be supportive of them and whatever they need to do that. Yeah, you know. But and and but then again, what the heck do I know? You know, I'm just like trying <laughs> to do something to make some sort of change to help in any way to try to like you know change know. the tides over here.
1: It always feels like I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I am going to try. Yeah, you, know?
0: you got to keep and learning. You know what? I think if you just say that, look, I'm going to get this wrong. Like, you know, when I was working with the military, that's, I said, look, I don't know the, I am really uh, like, I don't know about the ranks. I don't know about the protocol. I don't know about a lot of this stuff. If I say something that's wrong, please tell me. Cause yeah. I, I, it is never my intention. And people just want to hear that. Once you say like, I'm probably going to get it wrong. What do you like to be referred to as? What do you da da da? They'll let you know. And it feels good.
1: There was a great article about, the importance of pronouncing people's names correctly in yes, school. Yes, I read yeah. that. Yeah. I, I totally agree that if somebody has what we would consider an unusual name and then repeatedly it's mispronounced or people don't put in the effort to learn how to say it correctly, that can be damaging, especially to children.
0: Yep. Like and in I the was classroom. Re- I was reading in there, I don't know if it was the same article or something that I clicked on after that, um, that was saying... That this has been, this has affected politics for a really long time. Because if you're, like, say you're voting and you don't really know anything about the the people who are running or anything about their backgrounds, you're the you're more likely to blindly vote for a person whose name sounds whiter if you're white. And Mm -hmm. so that that affects the outcome. And you could like, it's a bad thing. The
1: viral video of the bas- the women's basketball coach who was asked about being a woman coach, and she went on this great rant about all of it and essentially was saying people hire people who look like them, and that's yeah. a problem because yep. that's why we end up with white men in women's basketball, and it shouldn't be 90% men in women's yep. basketball.
0: But if you have oh. the top
1: person hiring people that looks like him and so on and so on... You have to have somebody breaking that cycle.
0: Yes. Yeah. There was just this other clip. I, um, I don't know who it was who was, it, it was a, a black man who's a, a politician who was interviewing a board or a panel of CEOs from like these big big, big companies. And yeah. he said, uh, okay, so I look in front of me, there's a panel of like 10 men, and he said, all of you, look like white men. Raise your hand if you are not somebody who identifies as a white man and none of them raised their hand. He said, let the record show none of them are raising their hands. And he said, you guys talk a lot about diversity and inclusion and how that's important in your companies. Raise your hand if you feel like the person in line for your job position could be a person of color or a woman. None of them raised their hand. He said, let the record show none of them are raising their hands. And then it was like, what, how can we be talking about this if the next generations every single time are the same people running the show? And this goes back to what we were talking about when we were angry about the astronauts yeah. and the women who are like, you got a bunch of men. They're not yeah. going to know. You got to have some diversity and representation on there. Hello. Yeah. And, and it might be this, a little bit so of a powerful. pain in the
1: ass. You might have to do a little bit more work, but you're going to make a change. Yeah. Did you read yeah. about how Beyonce supposedly walked out of a meeting with Reebok because their team wasn't diverse enough? Oh, no, I didn't. But you go, girl. <laughs> she went in the meeting and supposedly she said, yes. is this the team that would be working on my line with me? And they said, yes. And she said, well, these people don't look like me and I'm out of here. Yes. And she ended up with a different That's why I company. love her. Hmm. <laughs> And I'm, I really love that because when I go into meetings now, I go in with my, my partner, Molly, and she, she'll say, I looked on their website and they have a lot of people of color. They have women and it's in high up positions. Like she'll go and look before we go into the meeting, which I think
0: is really great habit to get into. And you know, now that you say that, when I did that panel with, and I had one, two, three, probably like 12, um, uh, like higher ranking military officials in there. Mm-hmm. It was the most diverse crowd I've oh, ever like, ever. There were two women of color, like two, let's see. There was one, one black woman, one two black men, one woman who was like of Asian descent. There was a, a t- like mix, 50-50 women And men, and a lot of them had accents and were from, like, it was so great. And I'm like, this is so awesome. Like, it is not talking to a, like this, what is the word? Homogeneous. Homogeneous? Is that the word? Or heterogeneous? Mm -hmm. No, no. Homogeneous. Homogeneous. Homogeneous Uh crowd. Crowd. It was great.
1: Yeah, it yeah. makes a difference because then you yeah. you learn things and you just don't when you're with people that like I joke about how you and I are look so much alike and mm-hmm. I do hate that because <laughs> luckily you're queer so yeah. Yeah. we have that difference going for us but
0: it's it's really a better situation when you have a room full yeah. of people that do yes. not look alike and then I got to talk we got to talk about different cultures and how they deal with sexual assault and how you know we talked about bringing shame to families and people not wanting to talk about it in their, in their family of origin and what this means and, and, uh, like male and female roles and different, like we talked about all of that yeah in a really, really deep and, and rich like way with a bunch of, um, different voices and different opinions. And I did more, like, I really in these kind of opportunities to have these discussions say like, what is it that you need? What mm-hmm. tell me what you're you guys are seeing right now and that like to kick off the conversation. Rather I'm trying really hard to be a teacher rather than the preacher. That's so, great. Yeah, and it was really successful in that group because I think it was so mixed and diverse.
1: Yeah, and
0: cuz you're listening.
1: Um this is? Another thing that's successful is BioClarity. If you guys yep. have listened to this show at all, you know, I have problem skin. It's so embarrassing. I have felt humiliated for many, many days of my life, especially after I had my son. My hormones changed. I don't know what was cooking, but things got real ugly. And BioClarity did the trick for me. I use the Clear Skin Routine. It's a three-step regimen. It gets rid of breakouts, clears and calms the skin. It's packed with detoxifying nutrients. And here's the other thing. It's so affordable. If you guys are like me and have tried everything and you know how expensive a lot of these uh regimens can be, this is so much better. You can get healthier, more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com and right now for our listeners, you'll receive 40% on a skincare routine. They also have the essentials routine that Sarah likes. Um and da, 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 da. sorry, I went off my I went off on a tangent. Um you'll receive 40% on a skincare routine plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. It's an incredible deal, but you need to use our code, which is Bioclarity, at checkout. So go to bioclarity.com and get 40% off skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. When you use the code BRAINCANDY, I also use their serum, which is
0: soothing at the nighttime. Additional 15% off of all the other stuff? Yeah. Because they got to try that. Have you tried that I. Serum, the yes, one that's, that's like the hmm dude. That is my now go to morning routine. That works, yeah. It really does. These it products puff all of my eyes, both of them. Just- <laughs> all of
1: them, uh, they're really great products and they're made with the good stuff. It's paraben free, sulfate free, and they have a 100% risk free money back guarantee. Um, okay, yeah, dog, yeah, dog. How about how apparently. Ooh, do you want to hear a murder story or a story about children uh, going to the ER?
0: Oh, murder story.
1: Okay. There was a murder that happened, I don't know, 30 years ago.
0: Yeah.
1: And the mother was killed, and the three-year-old son told police that he saw Dada hurt his mom. And, oh, my God. But they didn't have a body they just knew she was gone and they can't really rely just on a three-year-old's witness testimony. Right. And so they couldn't convict him, but the kid was traumatized, of course. And he said other things like my dad tried to wake her up and he couldn't, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. And uh, so the kid decided as he aged to try to, I don't know, get restitution. And he took yeah. a civil, did a civil suit. He won the civil suit, which has a lower bar of... Uh, what do we call that? Um, mm-hmm. And so he did win that. He got millions of dollars in a settlement or whatever they call that. And then. Um, like he, who's, he,
0: who's he suing? His dad. A oh, wrongful okay. death. Oh, okay. Suit. Cool.
1: Yeah. God. So the dad, you know, was convicted. He in civil knows trial. he did it. Yeah.
0: Yo. Oh, man. And then the man. judge
1: gave the son the house that he grew up in. Um, mm-hmm. Took it away from the dad and gave it to the son. So the son was renovating it to get rented out and then found her bones. Oh. Found his mom's. No. Skeleton in the backyard. We was putting in a pool.
0: Oh my God. Right. So they didn't have a body before? Correct. They, oh they knew she was missing. Oh my yeah. God. Right. He Where's said he dad? Was- you can't, you can't they can't do anything right because it's like double jeopardy no
1: no they can they can oh thank god yeah they didn't ch- try I him know how the that first works, time because okay, okay. all they Lack had was evidence, the testimony
0: <gasps> oh my god good my- uh, see <laughs> yes i am glad he didn't give up i am glad he, he this would have never been found out had he not say said nope i don't care I, i'm right i'm gonna keep fighting
1: he said that he wow. was in therapy from the time he was three and a half and, and still is trauma, was traumatized. And he called his therapist and was like, I think I found my
0: mom. Oh <laughs> my God. Right? This is why being a therapist is so exciting. <laughs> Do
1: you love hearing people's secrets?
0: Y- yes. You, but you I love hearing people's secrets and more than anything, I love being the holder of their secrets. Yes. Like people worry that confidentiality, oh my God, people are going to say stuff. No, I love being a locked box that, that you can hold, like they tell me these secrets. And then I feel like I've been given this special gift to be the one to hold it. So I always abide by like confidentiality because I love being the holder of secrets.
1: Yes. And that's good for your personality too. Like it works. You're the right person Uh for that.
0: Uh huh. Oh, it's so good. She
1: never tells me anything, guys. It's tragic, but
0: <laughs> I it's respect true. her for it.
1: Oh, that's funny. But um, I just cannot Man, imagine what that would that be like.
0: Is a crazy story.
1: It it also mentioned in the article that children's testimony should be valued, and that yeah. kids do not tend to lie right. about traumatic events.
0: That is totally true. Mm-hmm. That's why I believe that little boy who said the bear kept him safe when he was in the woods. Mm. Good point. I fully believe that kid. Oh, my God. You're so yep. great. Totes.
1: Do you think the bear did
0: keep him safe? Yes. Oh, my God. Like, it adopted him. I think he him. cuddled up with the bear, yes. He stayed warm in the freaking woods when it was like raining for, like, three point. days. point. I know, I feel like that happened. And because we talked about this before, if he doesn't register the bear as something fearful and doesn't secrete fear hormones that the bear then smells and that's what aggravates the bear or whatever, then there's no danger sensed between either of those species. And it's just like everybody's living in harmony and it's like, you know, the best.
1: So you think that to a certain extent the fear that we have for these creatures is what ends up being our doom. Yeah. Really?
0: Well, I think that we, when, when we, you know how they say like, oh, dogs can smell fear and you have to yeah. like, just relax around the dog or whatever, uh-huh. that if they notice that you're the same way you have a mom who's really has like really bad anxiety, the likelihood of that kid becoming anxious is higher
1: Mm -hmm. because
0: the kid like picks up on the vibes of the mother or whatever that is so i think that when you have you know like there is something hormonal like with fear like we smell different Mm -hmm. And, and if that smell is how animals communicate this person is dangerous or this person is safe it would give them information about how to react in that moment yeah
1: right wonder what happens, you know, remember that documentary, I think it was called Grizzly Man, about that yeah. guy that hung out with bears yeah. all the time and was mauled to yeah. death. Uh-huh. That is an example where I don't think he was afraid, so I don't think that's what precipitated uh-uh. his I death. I think that's just a
0: level, level of comfort where something happened. Maybe he did something that the bear took as yeah. a- Threat. Uh, yeah. hmm Uh-huh. Yeah, And the bear happened. reacted by that. Yeah, death. Okay, clearly, but that I think movie the was boy, freaky. Was, no, I didn't watch it.
1: If you haven't seen it, it's because the camera is running when the <gasps> mauling occurs. Oh no! Yeah, so they don't oh, show no. the. Uh, you can't see it, but you can hear it.
0: Oh God, that's <laughs> awful! Your that reactions me, are the because I just I'm like having chills everywhere because I just <laughs> the oh oh. Right, but yeah. I mean, he
1: was a little bit asking for it. I was thinking about yeah. that, though. Did you see the um, Netflix Bear Grylls Choose Your Own Adventure style show they have?
0: No, but that sounds like fun.
1: Yeah, it's great for kids because you say, he'll say, should I use this rope or this, oh, I do machete for whatever? And then you choose which one and then see what
0: happens. And sometimes oh, it doesn't work out. out. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I love that. That's cool. It's like but, a can you survive based on, oh, yeah. That sounds fun. I'm totally going to watch that.
1: Yeah. Lincoln loves it. And it made me think of, he kind of reminds me of a mix between Gordon Ramsay and um, <laughs> the crocodile hunter in terms yeah. of personality. And That's I was funny. wondering what you think about people like the crocodile hunter who are amazing advocates for wildlife, but mm-hmm. kind of push the boundaries of maybe what some people would think is appropriate in terms of mm. entertainment versus being good to animals. Um, Like almost like provoking them?
0: Yeah. What do you think? I wonder if there's like, do we, because that was a while ago. Yeah. Really? The crocodile hunter thing was, yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe now he wouldn't do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think maybe we just know more now. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And somebody like that who loves animals so much would adapt their like i think they would they would correct their behavior if they saw wow this does have this effect on you know whatever like they would change what
1: i think he like, sort of saw it as he's educating people and yeah. that's far more yeah. beneficial than if you were to not have the show at all yeah but i guess yeah. some people think he would get carried away sometimes
0: yeah well and yeah and it's just like anything you think about the the you know, reality shows we were on where they just kind of have to push it. it. It's that I'm like the frog in boiling water. Yeah. And you don't notice when it just gets hot. You took it too far. Bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you just mm-hmm. don't notice because it's slow, you know.
1: I mean, the Bear Grills show is highly, heavily produced. You know, it's designed to be Choose your yeah. adventure rather yeah. than oh this is really happening as you're seeing it, um, right. but do you think that any of it is accurate that he really is surviving? Maybe not on this show, but on
0: his real show. Yeah, I think in the beginning, why not? Uh-huh. Or at least using those same same s- skills that would I don't honestly I don't even care. I just like <laughs> watching it like we're and just I killing dead here, Sarah. All of those. <laughs> God, that's so funny. <laughs> I think all of those skills are really helpful if you were in a similar situation and i think learning them i used to love that i still do love that but it's not on anymore i think that show dual survivor what's that oh it's so good <laughs> so they have two guys one who's like a naturalist who goes without shoes he studies like uh 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 indigenous people like and how they live off the land and he's very much like natural and with the earth and then you have an ex Navy SEAL who's also equally good at surviving in the wild but has a totally different approach and they have to work together to survive and they they really do drop them off in the middle of nowhere and they have to like get back and they give them like a, few, they, a real scenario. So they're like, okay, you were parachuting into here and all you have are the cords from your parachute and this like piece of a lighter. No and way. Da, da, da. And then they have to like survive. And one of the craziest things they did is that one of the guys cut his arm, like his arm, I don't know if he intentionally cut it open or if it oh got cut open, but he used gunpowder to... To cauterize the wound and seal it.
1: No. Yep. That is disgusting and I can't even deal with it.
0: And they taught you how to use like a, a thermal, like one of those blankets that's the um, like yeah. emergency blankets and how you could use that next to a fire and, and like put it up and almost create like even more heat by by using that as like a reflective. So sur- all these like really good survival techniques that real or fake – it, they're effective and they're really good, and I learned. I a can't lot believe from that he show.
1: used gunpowder on a cut. Yep. Why like, did spread it spread it out?
0: It? And he needed something to seal the wound, and because it's like you know, fire. Like they, you burn the the wound, it'll stop the bleeding. I did not know that. Oh yeah. What do you I mean? mean not like so, <sighs> I don't even know the details <laughs> of it, but if you you have it, it like seals the wound like it stops it from i'll just google it for christ's sake where's <laughs> our doctor's friends when we need them
1: <laughs> it's okay i'll take your word for it it's fine yeah take my I word i just never for heard
0: it. that come back to you Fire? come back to you on the next episode with yep
1: gosh all right well that's good to yeah. know everybody that if you're mm-hmm. looking to survive and you have some gunpowder handy yeah but like
0: don't don't do that like you like okay, so here's an example. You know when they'd like heat up a knife and they put the knife on the wound? Have you heard about that? No. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, you I wasn't well. in the well, Civil uh, Wars era. That that's that's true okay it's like it, it makes it so like it, it lowers the risk of infection and stuff i don't know what it is but somehow it works i'll all look right. it up and then in the next episode i'll bring you tons all right of everybody please god go to the hospital if you get cut like <laughs> yeah or, don't try this call nine don't try do not try anything that we've said at home
1: don't forget to leave us a five-star review and subscribe we love you guys bye <laughs>